Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Again, the trio is here. Scott Wheeler, John Hopp, and myself, Marco Kiroglu. Today, we will be talking about a very hot potato. It's such a hot potato that nobody wants to handle it. <laughs> There's the replacement theology. Or as John, in one of his books, has titled, Spiritual Antisemitism. In other words, spiritually discriminating, hating, or replacing Jewish people and putting Gentile Christians in the place of them. In other words, as some, one author I read recently said, church takes all the blessings mm -hmm. and gives all the curses to the Jews. <laughs> Today we want to talk about that. John, being an author and expert in the Middle East matters, he had written another book, Spiritual Antisemitism. I read this book. It's been around for a long time now. And it was one of the most beneficial books for me on the subject. Before we get into the nitty-gritty details of the book, I want to open this discussion for all three of us. And I want to hear what have they got to say as ministers, as preachers, as servants of our Lord Jesus Christ. What have these men got to say? about the practice of spiritual anti-Semitism in the Western churches today. What would you say, Scott? I think, uh, Marco, just to, to start off with, God called for himself a nation. Uh, called Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, they were the patriarchs. God made covenants with them, confirmed those covenants, gave them a portion of land, and they became the nation of Israel and they were the elect of God. God's prophetic time clock for the nation, we, we see in the book of Daniel, where Daniel gives us prophecy concerning 70 weeks, are determined upon uh, the nation of Israel and the holy city, which is Jerusalem. 69 weeks pass, and uh, up until the Messiah is cut off, and the prophetic time clock stops. God then turns from the Jew, and comes to the Gentile, takes the wild olive branch that wasn't even in the, in, in the vine and grafts it in. And so the, the church is grafted in for a period of time. And that is this dispensation of grace that we make reference to. God at the end of that time, which is now, is turning again from the Gentile church back to the nation of Israel because there's one week remaining in that prophecy. Daniel's 70th week, yeah. where God goes back to dealing with the nation as if the clock had never stopped. Yeah. Mm. Exactly the same as it was back at that time. God has not finished with the nation of Israel. Romans 11 is clear. We've been grafted in and we are, we are not to boast. We do not hold the vine. The vine holds us. us. Mm. We were not natural branches. We were wild by nature. Mm. We have simply, by grace, mm. been grafted in. We, we were aliens, we were strangers, we were foreigners from the covenants. As, as Paul writes to the Ephesian, Ephesian church, we were without hope and we were without God in this world. That's mm. who we were, mm. as Gentiles. Mm. But by the grace of God, because of the hardness of their hearts, mm. God has chosen yeah. to graft us in. That is a phenomenal privilege for Gentiles. Yeah. We Amen. ought to be incredibly grateful, not to boast, 
and at the same time to fully appreciate that this initially salvation was for the Jews. And it came from them. Came mm. from them. Mm. And God will conclude it with them. Mm. God is not finished with the nation. National Israel will be saved. We're blessed to have just been a part of God's incredible grace mm. at a moment in, 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 uh, in, in we'll call time, but when the prophetic time clock stopped. And so for the mm. church today to, to be anti-Semitic is the most, uh, uh, it's just a mindless uh, understanding. You, they have not studied scripture to come to that conclusion. And there becomes this arrogant, boastful attitude. We, the church, have replaced Israel. Not we have been grafted in by the grace of God Amen. and we should be standing even with the nation of Israel because we are called mm. to provoke them mm. to, to jealousy, the scripture teaches. Amen. Uh, and uh, another author had said, written, the scripture was given to them. Absolutely. Mm. Every, the scripture was penned by them. Yes. Yes. All the patriarchs are of them. Yeah. Yeshua Jesus himself is one of them. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. God identifies himself as the God of the Jews. Yeah. Mm. Like you so very well explained, it's all about God's amazing plan throughout the ages. Mm. And we are given this, this narrow time, which we mm. define as the grace, the dispensation of grace, or the church era, yeah. which is about to come to an end soon when yeah. the rapture happens. Right. But again, as you very well said, God has never forgotten them. Never, he never will. And God is busy turning his shift, mm -hmm. his focus away from the church to the nation of Israel more and more. When the rapture happens, mm. we are gone. Mm. That's it. But God yeah. will continue an amazing work with them the final week. Mm. As we have said all of that, this biblical fact, this biblical data right there, we laid it out to as, as a basis. It is going to serve very well now for this discussion. But from there, I want to jump onto the definition and the root mm. of the replacement theology. John, mm. for the viewers, can you? Define, can you explain what is replacement theology or what is spiritual anti-Semitism mm -hmm. and where does it come from? Well, um, replacement theology has its origin in the Roman Catholic Church. That word was first dogmatized. And unfortunately, though the reformers, Luther, Calvin and those who came after them, Knox and so on, Though they received amazing revelation from God, the just shall live by faith, and mm. many truths were restored to the church, it is unfortunately true that they didn't uh, uh, see through all of Rome's heresies. Yeah. And one of the heresies they actually brought across from Catholicism because they were all trained as Roman Catholics, sure. Roman Catholic priests, yeah. they brought across was replacement theology. Exactly. They never received any light on eschatology, on end-time stuff, on things like replacement theology. And unfortunately, that was one of the things that came across, with the result that the reformers themselves promoted replacement theology, yeah. mm. uh, which is so sad uh, because we owe them so much. Yeah. But uh, nevertheless, that's true. And to this day, the re those from the reform school of theology mm. tend to cling to it. Let me give you an example. Uh, when I was living down on, at the, on the south coast, a Dutch Reformed pastor was given this book, a Domini, by someone in his church, 
one of his elders that I happened to lead to Christ, who came out of that church because he came into the fullness of Christ. But he gave his ex-pastor this book. And his pastor read it. And then he wanted to meet me. And when I met him, he says, you know what? He says, this book turned me around and spun me around. But he says, it's the very opposite of what I was taught yeah. for seven years at Bible school. Quirk school, as they call yeah. it. Mm. Ek was seven jaar in die quirk school, en ek het vervangingstheologie geleer. Mm. <laughs> I learned replacement theology. Yeah. And now I can see it's all wrong. Mm. Here's the truth of God. I read it in this book. Beautiful. It spun him around. So, um, unfortunately, he was from the Reformed School of Theology. But fortunately, he recognized truth when he saw it. Mm. And the Holy Spirit did a work in his life, and he recognized it for what it was, and he turned. So, um, but to this day, half of what we call church still embraces replacement theology. Replacement yeah. theology. How sad is that? Very. Um, when Israel was reborn as a nation in 1948, it should have blown replacement theology right out of the water. Yeah. Because then every Christian, or every person who calls himself a Christian, should have known that God hasn't forsaken His ancient yeah. people. He's brought them back to their land. Just like the prophet said He would. Exactly. Just as it was written in the scripture. The fulfillment of Ezekiel 37. Yeah. Exactly. Right uh, that should have blown it right out of the water, but it persists to this day. Yeah. Which tells you, you know, the Bible says blindness in part, in part has happened to Israel, yeah. which is why so few Jews have come to Christ in this dispensation, sadly. But I think blindness in part, in part has happened to half the church, mm. because they're still blind in this area. Mm. And it, it's sad that someone who, if someone calls himself a Christian, but he has disdain for the Jew, or doesn't no. understand God's purposes for the Jew, he can be guilty of this very thing, exactly. spiritual anti-Semitism. Mm -hmm. Because God says that we must comfort His people. We, we've enjoyed the spiritual blessings That's that Israel should have enjoyed. Yeah. How much more shouldn't we feel for them? But half the church has disdain for them, and has no regard for the nation of Israel. Yeah. And its citizens. How sad is that? In connection to that, there is another growing church movement in South Africa, where mm. we live. And I, I think I can say in most mm. of Africa, mm. prosperity gospel and kingdom now theology. Mm. Mm. It is on another wing, on another stream, mm. as opposed to the old-fashioned... Uh, old mm traditional established denominations such as be dashi form or whatever else mm. these charismatic churches or prosperity gospel churches are many times independent from one another mm. but my experience has been correct me if i'm wrong that majority of them also hold on to replacement theology. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the basic yeah. tenant of uh, right. Kingdom Now Theology. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. It has to be. Yeah. Because the, the whole the whole premise there is that mm. uh, God is now using us to build His Kingdom. Mm. So yeah. in, in theory, they will tell you that they are premillennial, mm. um, but in practice, they're not. Mm. Uh, because we understand that Jesus will set up His Kingdom mm. only at a second coming. Yeah. Mm. So God's kingdom is not of this world. Mm. And we uh, are not able to build that kingdom. He will build he it. Will build it. Yes, yeah. exactly. and, and so uh, 
they, they're confused in terms of their eschatology. I think many of them are just, uh, you, you know, publicly yes, bankrupt. Confused, yeah. um, but you're right. So be, by virtue of building this kingdom, we, we, we're going to take over the churches establishing the kingdom. So we, we have then, in their understanding, have to have replaced Israel. Yeah, yes. We are the new Israel. Yes. And that's the, the, the mindset behind it. And so uh, many of them will even say, no, but we're not anti-Semitic. Mm. But you are anti-Semitic if you say you've replaced, if you've exactly. replaced Israel. Absolutely. And they don't even understand it. Absolutely. Well, their theology basically, like you said, is that they're going to build a kingdom. The yeah. Christians are going to take over every institution, Everything. every hospital, every school, every club. Yeah. And we're going to Christianize the whole world. And then we're going to say, okay, Jesus, you, back you can come back now. Yeah. We've done it all for you. Right. Meanwhile, he's coming to build his kingdom. Absolutely. He's going to rule and reign over the earth with a rod of iron. And he's not mm. going to build it here in, in, in South Africa. He's going to build it yeah. in Israel. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, automatically what we're saying excludes Israel. Mm. Because if we're going to build a kingdom for him and then say, okay, we've done it for you. You can come back now. Then when does, when does he deal with Israel again? Mm. There's no restoration of the nation. There's no 70th week. So they are, prophecy. They are anti-Semitic, mm. whether they like it or not. Yeah. And they do subscribe to replacement theology. Yeah. Okay, that, that creates now another problem. Now, when I look at these majority of churches around us, I'm speaking now largely about the South African context. Yeah. We get all these churches. They have strong evangelical thrust. Yeah. Mm. They have strong missional thrust. Mm. They are busy planting churches, evangelizing, preaching, their understanding of the gospel. If I ask them, they will define themselves as evangelical Christians. Mm -hmm. And they will define their efforts as busy with the kingdom work of mm. God. Mm. But they don't understand the biblical prophecy. However, they yeah. use the same vocabulary that we use exactly. to define ourselves. Now, mm. that's creating a big confusion mm. for someone who's a new believer or who's, who's a layman and who doesn't understand mm. the meanings mm. of these vocabularies. Mm. Now, he's sitting there and wondering, well, this, okay, this guy here tells me he's an evangelical believer, but he says he's replacing Israel. This guy says he's also an evangelical believer, but he doesn't replace Israel. Mm. Now, isn't this a big problem? for many laymen who simply don't understand. Of course it's a problem, Marco. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, but I, I think the crisis here is that we, we're not about uh, the plans and the purposes of God. Yeah. Um, we, we just play, each one of us, play a very small role mm -hmm. in this bigger picture of what God's doing on the planet. Mm -hmm. and, and we're given a defined amount of time in which we can function in that purpose uh, and allow the gift that God's given to be exercised in fulfilling God's purposes. Yeah. I think what's, what's happened in much of the church today is we've shifted from that. We've become so uh, denominalized in the sense that everything is no longer about God's purposes. Mm. It's about our organizational purpose, mm. our, our denominational kingdom. purposes. Mm. So, so even when they're talking about, you know, the kingdom, we're really, in a sense, talking about building our own kingdom. Mm. So it's about advancing our denomination. It's about getting people into our, our denomination. It's about, getting, it's, it's about the numbers. It's mm. about the finances, all those projects. Mm. And it's all a pride 
issue at the end of the day. Mm. We are building the church of Jesus Christ. Mm. It's not about our denominations. Mm. Uh, we, we've got to look beyond uh, denominational boundaries. Exactly. And, and I mean, even the three of us are mm. from different denominations, mm. but we are united in our understanding mm. because our heart is not the grain of an institution, yeah. but the building of the church of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, like you Amen. said, he is the king. I'm, I, I, what, like you implied in what you said, he, Christ is the king. Of course. Mm. We are just servants, as you said. We are given a specific time and a location mm. yeah. in which we need to do a specific task that he has pre-assigned for us. He is building his mm. church. We just do that and there will come a day we will be no more, but he will be here forever. Absolutely. Mm. So that being said, for our viewers, I want to bring a caution. Mm. Not everybody who claims to be evangelical mm. really understands yes. Bible prophecy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Not everybody who claims to be mm. missional. Mm. There are many churches out there. I know many. I don't want to name their name now. Mm. They have massive mission yeah. projects. Mm. They have strong mission thrust. Mm. They are constantly flying to this country and that country. But when I sit eye to eye and chat with the pastor, mission leader, I realize this sad reality. They don't understand what the Bible says about our times. They don't understand the role of Israel. They don't even understand their own role. Because they're locked into their denominational role. But they are defining themselves as evangelical. They are defining themselves as Christian, just like you and me. Then I'm putting myself in the position of the third guy who just became a believer. Mm. and looking for a good, healthy church yeah, to join. Sure. Mm. And Topical. often many of them are ending up in churches which doesn't unfortunately anymore teach the Bible. Mm. They use bits and portions of Bible, no sure. doubt. Mm. But often I tell people, preaching the fact that Christ has come, died on the cross, rose from the death, ascended to heaven, mm. is only one half of the gospel. Mm. The second half is that same Christ is coming back mm. to fetch his bride, mm. to deliver the wrath of God, to have the wedding ceremony with his bride, and come back to Zion mm. and establish his kingdom. Yeah. Mm. Unless you did deliver, unless you preach the second half as well, mm -hmm. you are preaching a half gospel. Mm. Yeah. And unfortunately, my point is. Mm. We are surrounded with many churches. Mm. They only preach half gospel. Yeah, yeah I'm afraid you're right. Um, if you don't understand God's purposes with the nation of Israel, uh, with the Jewish people, you don't understand the Bible. That's right. Yeah. And you if you don't understand the mm. Bible, you're going to have a distorted view of the gospel. Mm. So I agree 100% with what you say. You're believing half the gospel. Uh, unfortunately, we can take this even further. Uh, Calvinism, if you look at the five legs or pillars on which Calvinism stands, uh, many Calvinists call themselves evangelicals, mm. but they have a very distorted view of the gospel. Mm. They don't believe that uh, a man is born again. Some of them don't even believe in the necessity of the new birth, but that God says, you, you and you are going to be saved whether you like it or not. Mm. You have no choice in the matter. That's not the gospel. A man cannot be saved until he realizes he's mm. lost yeah. and comes to God in repentance and says, Woe unto me, yeah. be merciful to me, a sinner. Yeah. Then only can 
God do His wonderful work of regeneration in Him, and He'll be born again. But uh, the Calvinist does not understand that concept of the new birth mm. because of his theology. And all hyper-Calvinists believe in replacement theology. Mm. Yeah. So if you don't understand Israel, you don't understand the you Bible. The whole thing, and yeah. the whole concept of the gospel is mm. distorted. Yeah. That's, that's a very well said word. And now we are coming to the end of our time, but I want to turn back to Scott again. Scott, would you... How would you advise, how would you instruct a believer who simply doesn't, didn't hear any better until now mm. and who just embraced replacement theology because that's what he heard or she heard from the pulpit of the church where he or she was attending until now? My own experience, and I think for many, we didn't start in the, in, in, in the right place. We, we were born again, I got born again through, through reading a, a, a tract. Mm. So no one invited me to church meetings. I, I wound up in a Seventh-day Adventist church. Mm. And, and, sure. and I believe that what they had was the truth. I had nothing else mm. to go on. Um, I, I followed what they taught. Didn't question anything. Mm. Didn't research anything for myself. Mm. And so landed up believing that. And, and thank the Lord that there was a, a brother who... I'd met who started teaching me what I believe today and it conflicted uh, with, with what I was being taught. Mm -hmm. I'm convinced that if our heart is for truth, God will always lead us to the truth. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. So we're not in the hands of men. Mm -hmm. God has given us His Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Who is the one who illuminates? Mm -hmm. It's the Holy Spirit who takes the things of God mm -hmm. and compares spiritual with mm -hmm. spiritual. No man knows the things of God except the Spirit of God, 1 Corinthians mm. 2. Mm. And the one to whom he chooses to reveal them. And so mm. if a man has a heart and a desire for truth, mm. he has a heart and a desire for Jesus because mm. Jesus is the truth, right? Mm. Yeah. Then the Holy Spirit who has been given to us will lead us into that truth. And for me, it was nothing short of miraculous how God intervened, led me and brought me to the place where, where I am today. And I have no doubt that God can do that for every other, yeah. every other person. And so, wow. you, you know, you, if people have been exposed to this even, even today, mm. okay, that, that's a stop for them to realize, hang on, you know, maybe these guys uh, are, are on to something here. Well, well, we'll go and research what we're saying. Have a look. Get hold of John's book. Um, look into this whole thing of replacement theology and, and ask God from a sincere heart to lead you and to guide you and I have no doubt in my mind that that's exactly what God will do. I couldn't agree more. You know, mm. when we're born again, born from above, it's yeah. when the Spirit of God comes in and dwells us. Mm. And He, the Holy Spirit, will lead and guide you into all truth. Absolutely. And the youngest, weakest believer mm. who sincerely comes to God and experiences mm. such a rebirth, the Holy Spirit will surely lead him. Absolutely. You know and I know as a young believer, I didn't understand I didn't understand what I've written about here when I got born again. Mm. No, none of us did. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of things I didn't understand. No, but no. the Holy Spirit was so faithful. When I heard truth, I rejoiced. Something it just rang a bell in me mm. because the Spirit of God was dwelling in me. And when I heard something that wasn't true, it somehow jarred. Yeah, and that's that how the Holy Spirit led and guided me yeah. to the truth. And I believe it will be the same for any sincere young believer. Absolutely. God will lead him. Of course. He started a work in him. He'll bring it to completion. We his workmanship, John. Exactly. Amen. Credit in Christ Jesus. Amen. Ephesians yeah. 2, 8, 10. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I can, on, on top of what you guys said, I can not agree more. You know my testimony, both of you. We've been friends for many years. I was born and raised in a Muslim country yeah. in Turkey. I grew up as a, as a secular Muslim. I had nothing to do with the Bible, mm -hmm. nothing to do with <laughs> Bible theology, nothing. Completely ignorant. I was completely 100% Gentile. Yeah. But God saved me out of it. Beautiful. Yeah. Then I became beautiful. a believer. God started showing me the truth day by day, mm. bit by bit. Mm. John, do you remember nearly 11, 10, 11 years ago, you and I had conversations and I told you, John, I want to excel in Bible prophecy. I remember that very well and in my I, house. And, <laughs> and we prayed together. And John will tell me, don't worry, Holy Spirit will guide me. And now, awesome, John. I remember that very well, that discussion. Then I asked John, John, I feel like I want to write books. He says, don't worry, just keep writing. You will get yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, what I'm trying to say is Holy Spirit has been so faithful. faithful. Of course. Amen. And just like you guys said, mm. I had no idea mm. what mm. replacement theology is. Mm. I didn't know from nowhere what dispensation of grace is, uh, what the second coming of Christ is going to look like. I knew nothing. But year by year, yeah. day by day, God, through Holy Spirit, revealing things, mm -hmm. teaching things. Yeah. As you Beautiful. said, just yeah. as you said, just as you said, if our heart is after mm. God, if our heart Absolutely. is submissive to the Holy Spirit, mm. and if the Bible is our guide, as if the Bible is our light onto our, uh, onto our feet, mm -hmm. uh, is our lamp onto our feet, as the Bible says, yeah. then God will gradually lead you. Show you all the truth you need to know. Amen. That's what happened in my life. That's what happened in his life. Amen. And in Amen. his life. Amen. And before I say goodbye, I want to again encourage you to get hold of this book. Spiritual Antisemitism by John Hart. You can get this book from John directly by emailing him at jhpublishadventurenet.co.za or you can look for this book at Amazon.com The digital version And you can contact Scott as well mm. for any comments, any questions regarding his ministry mm. He is also pastoring a church If you have any questions regarding your journey in following Christ mm. Feel free to contact these people Feel free to contact Scott mm. His email address is on the screen And for our podcast listeners, will you please spell it out? It's Scott, S-C-O-T-T, at gospel4africa.co.za. Scott at gospel4africa.co.za. With that word, I greet you all in the name of Jesus Christ. As always, keep watching. King Jesus Christ is coming back Amen. soon to fetch his true believers, his followers, those who are waiting eagerly for his coming, he's mm -hmm. coming to fetch us. Mm -hmm. Those who will be left behind, a very gloomy seven years is waiting for them. Mm -hmm. I pray that you, me, all my friends and family will be among those who will be taken by our King Jesus Christ before Father God pours his wrath upon this earth. Mm -hmm. May Jesus Christ bless you and see you next week. Mm -hmm.